Aloha and welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out of this world conversations with extraordinary people. And today I have master numerologist Wes Hamilton on. So I can't wait for you guys to meet him. First, just a few announcements. Um, I do still have that 20 minute meditative journey to meet your galactic family and guides for free on my website, mysticmanta.com. I also have the Galactic Retreat, four-day retreat coming up September 14th to the 17th here in Hawaii, Waikoloa Village on the Big Island. And if you're visiting the Big Island, come see me on one of my Big Island UFO tours where you can use our advanced Gen 3 military night vision goggles to see the night sky in a whole new way. Now, I'm also in the process of leading 12 different galactic sessions. Each session focuses on a different ET race, galactic race. And I've done three of these so far. Um, I have the replays available and you can jump on live with us um, starting this week. Tomorrow we focus on the Lyrans and then we're going to continue for the next three months working with energy and wisdom of different groups. Um, so without further ado, I am going to bring Wes on. Hi, Wes. Hi, Lisa. Good to see you. you. Okay. Let me... Um, share people about you because you are very fascinating. I can't wait to get into the conversation with you. So Wes Hamilton brings a blend of extensive practical experience and extraordinary mystical know-how to his work. He has a unique gift of working with clients who seek measurable business results, as well as individuals who are seeking the next step on their personal path towards a life with purpose. As a master numerologist, Clients throughout the world seek his guidance and insight regarding important decisions. In the practice of intuition, energy, and life skills, Wes is a master. He is a certified national trainer of several mystery school programs. In the world of business, Wes is a core passion co-author and trainer and professional coach and mediator and a formal successful real estate broker. When asked about the accomplishment he is most proud of, he might tell you that it's his degree from the Graduate School of Life Learning. Wes's approach to work and life has been shaped by meeting the challenges of his personal spiritual journey, which include facing the sudden death of his father, having a near-death experience himself as a result of a major car accident, divorce, and going through the process of personal bankruptcy. These major life-changing events gave Wes the chance to reevaluate his priorities and refine the gifts and tools that he uses in his work today. So, and you are 82 years young, yeah? I am. <laughs> you I have am. a lot of life experience, and I resonate with a lot of what you've been through <laughs> in my years of life. But I would love for you to just first give people a background on like how you grew up in terms of was it a spiritual household religious or something else so that we understand how you transitioned into numerology and all the other mystery school stuff that you do okay well it's it, i guess it's a little unique i i grew up in a small farm in minnesota and uh it was interesting because I seem to have quite a strong connection to talking with my animals, the cows and the chickens and the horses. And I pretty much spent a good share of my younger childhood from six to 15 talking to animals. 
So in addition to that, it seemed like I was always feeling like someone was near me or around me. And so I had an interest in knowing about God. We didn't have a spirit or a religious or spiritual household. We just had a regular farm household. Where, okay. uh, my, I know my parents said, well, you should go to Sunday school. So we went to Sunday school and my sisters and I, and after two times, I said, you know, that's just history. I have no interest in that. So they said, okay. But um, it felt like there was somebody or something watching me. So somehow I find found a uh, the Lord's Prayer. And I felt very called to read that every night before I went to bed. And I'm probably six, seven, eight years old in there. And I hid the thing because I thought, well, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. So, but that was my earlier upbringing with it. Uh, talking to the animals. I mean, to this day, I don't call myself an animal communicator, but they talk to me and tell me what's going on. Yeah. Um, it it was, uh, I think, the first spiritual thing I consciously did was watching my dad work at a major corporation. Uh, mm-hmm getting up early on the farm to get his uh, crops in, so to speak, because he had a passion for farming. And he'd go to work and come home, and it was just a lot of work. Uh, And he traveled quite a bit, too, around the world. But it was his sudden death when he was age 58. And he knew, he kept telling me, he said, I got to retire early. So he retired at 55. And... He lived up north in his dream home with my mom Mm -hmm. for about three years. And all of a sudden, he was out fishing, got a stroke or something, and got him to the hospital down here. He had a brain tumor, and they operated. He could talk again for a couple weeks, but then he couldn't. And during that time, he died after 90 days of having a stroke. Wow. And I thought, wow, is that what life's about? Mm -hmm. So... I was really looking at what did I want to do in life. I was 35 at the time. And so I went to a a psychic, a a medium. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think all of us here in Minneapolis have gone to that lady at one time or another. (laughs) But uh, she connected me to my dad and he told me stories or experiences that only he and I had when we were out fishing or hunting or just those talks where you just sit and talk because there's nothing else to do. And he shared those with me through her. And I go, wow, okay, there's something really big out there. Then I kind of uh, let it go for a while and got busy trying to be the self-made millionaire and and working my own 12, 14 hour days. And I'm so proud of myself working 12 years on a day off. <laughs> and the banking crisis came and uh, I had too many loans, and so they called them all due at once. And so the bank's attorney said, just file bankruptcy. You're never going to pay this back. So it was millions of dollars gone after all that work. And I went on a two-week spiritual retreat in northern Minnesota on a farm that's off the grid. And I asked everyone that was there, why did that have to happen? Why I was so close and to retiring at 55 and they said so you'd be here today <laughs> damn 
they all had the same answer and we had all just met each other. So uh, I reprioritized my uh, life's uh, goals. Spirituality became first instead of work, yeah. family second and work third. And I turned my life over to, I don't know, some people call it God, but I called it over to my purpose. And I've had a great life ever since with plenty of abundance, plenty of love. And it's so much easier to do it when you're in the flow. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that's um, so that's when you were a real estate broker making your millions. I was. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was so easy and I helped so many people and I did commercial and residential and I did. Uh, I was actually the president of our 1031 exchange program, which is a tax deferred change for commercial properties. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I was really good at that. I loved it. I had lots of properties and lots of apartments and but that was when I was working my 12 years without any days off. So. Right, right. Well, so at, you go on this two-week spiritual journey. So then um, what was, I guess, your first modality that you started doing? Was it numerology that you dove into or what were you called to? Um, no, I, uh, I had some issues with, with uh, loving relationships <laughs> after my divorce, after 15 years. Um I kind of started searching for me, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my teachers and trainers who gave me many attunements in a fascinating uh, healing modality called uh, Omega Matrix, she did an attunement on me many years ago and said, and then she started to cry. And I said, wow, what did you see or feel? She said, well, you want the good news or the bad news? <laughs> I said, well... I'd rather, give me the good news first. She said, this attunement's going to be amazing. You're going to help a lot of people. And the bad news, uh, you're going to die in about two years. Uh, whoa, is there a plan B? <laughs> she said, you have shut your heart down so much to keep from being hurt in relationships mm -hmm. that it's energetically going to squeeze the life out of you. Wow. I said, well, is there anything I can do? She said, you got to open your heart back up. And you know, I'm not sure, sure you know how to do that. So for the next two years, I traveled the country all over, spending five to $10,000 a year looking for any kind of class that had the word heart opening. <laughs> Finally worked off the coast of uh, Florida, Jekyll Island. I was there for a week and it was exhausting. They woke us up at five and worked us till one, two in the morning. And they just broke us down like basic training in the service. And uh, I, I was transformed there. I really was. It, it changed my life. Um, some of the other guys said, I can never do what you did. I thought, nobody knows me here. I'm just going to let it all out. So um, I did. And I was sick for a week afterwards. I stayed at a friend's house and laid there with 103, 104 temperature and just shook all that stuff burning off. Mm -hmm. After that, it's been easy ever since, but, and I'm still around. That was many years ago. So. Yeah. Well, so was that what you're calling your near death experience? Uh, no, uh, near death experiences. I was on my way to work one morning and with my assistant and we were broadsided by a sand truck full of sand and, uh, hit me on the driver's side and totaled the car. And when I woke up, I had a van at that time and I was in the back 
and there I could see there was lots of people out there. And uh, the lady I was with, she was screaming her head off. So I was in the back. I'd got knocked in the back, and and I tried to get up, and it hurt too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and they just told me to lay down, just stay there. So anyway, they dug us out of there and took us to the hospital and dug out all kinds of glass out of my eyes and head and everything and did x-rays and found I was uh, had five broken ribs along my back, my spine. And I was bleeding internally. <laughs> and they said, wow, you're really a mess. You're going to be here for a few days. And I said, because I'm bleeding? And they said, yeah. I said, give me an hour. Mm. I had taken a lot of self-healing classes. And within an hour, I got it to stop healing, bleeding. And I don't know how you did that. But yeah, you can go home. So they taped me up and sent me home. Wow. And I sat up in a chair for six months because I couldn't lay down. And the pain pills were terrible. I had to get off those after three days because the voice came to me and said, your ribs aren't hurting as bad as the drugs are calling you to take more drugs. So I got off the pain pills. And so anyway, it took me six months to finally get up and walk around and get back on on, uh, my feet again. Okay. And so that was after you had started the spiritual journey then, yes? I had started, I guess you'd call it a spiritual journey. I was learning lots of mind techniques with a man that had a company called Mind Unlimited. He was a pharmacist. So, (laughs) you know, I didn't approach it through the healing modality. I mean, the spiritual, it was more about learning how to use my own mind to create my future. Okay, beautiful. Well, and so you're a a great example of being able to heal yourself, um, you know, with your mind. Yeah, with knowing that you could do that. Well, and I just don't get sick. I mean, I don't have a doctor, never been to a doctor except when I have a sliver in my arm or cut myself on a fence or something. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I don't have a doctor. I don't intend to have one. And I have a doctor in the other world, Dr. Warren, and anything that goes wrong, I talk to him and it's well in a few days. Okay, beautiful. So, okay, so you're, you're on this self-love journey or opening your heart back up. And so then take us from there. What's what's your next thing? Well, the self-love journey, um, that came first before the bankruptcy. So after the bankruptcy, I mean, I worked and and built up all that fortune and then let that go. And after that, I started more in the spiritual journey. I guess that's going to have a timeline. That was my spiritual journey. I had dabbled in it, reading books and taking mind classes. Mm-hmm. But the spiritual journey was more about, well, maybe I should find a church. And the only church I ever found that at least talked my language was the Unity Church. Okay. And so I went there for three years and joined a bunch of uh, different groups and did a lot of things and learned about God from that perspective. But after that, um, it was more about going to classes. Uh, I became an ordained priest through the Melchizedek priesthood. I took uh, online courses for three years for additional training as a minister, priest, whatever. Mm-hmm. So whenever I've had a tax audit, and because I had 
so much money all back and forth. They, they always wanted to question um, my deductions. <laughs> and the Melchizedek priesthood was the one they approved. Like, oh, this is a good one. So on that spiritual journey, uh, I've learned a lot going to classes. I, I've learned how to use a pendulum, how to read tarot cards, how to do energy work. I've probably been trained in 30, 40 different healing techniques like Reiki. I've got all three of those levels. Mm -hmm. I've got nine levels of the Omega Matrix. Um, and the, the interesting thing about the Omega Matrix, the fellow that was given that attunement, or those attunements, uh, it was an interesting story. Uh, DK, it was the initials that this spiritual being gave him. And there's only one picture of them together. But when I took the Omega training, I'm, I was given this little hand-drawn map to go into northern Minnesota in this little cabin on a river. There were three other guys there. And the instructor was, uh, he'd, he'd been recuperating from a car accident. And he had these electric elastic bands that he would use to move his arms and legs, but he did our training all day long. And we asked how, how'd you end up with this? He I said, I thought you were a healer. <laughs> he said, I am a healer, but my guy, the DK who told me never to use this power for anything wrong. I started to get greedy and charge people hundreds of thousands of dollars for these attunements and they paid it. But, that's when the car accident came and he came and said, I told you not to do this. You'll, and the doctor says, you'll never walk again. And so um, he used his healing techniques and got back on track. And he, he's, he was walking around, but he's passed on now. He's in the spirit world. So um, that made me a believer that I could take training from a man who was never going to walk again. Mm -hmm. and use some of his skills that was pretty amazing and then after he died i didn't know where we were going to get any more training and he came to me like my father came to me and merlin my wizard magician friend um and, and he came to me he said i want you to continue teaching this i don't want this to go away so i had never taken the last 11 or twelve thousand dollar teacher training <laughs> but he said <laughs> I'll give it to you from here. Just do it. <laughs> so I have, uh, I have done it. Uh, the last group I did was up where Jody is in Fargo, North Dakota. There was 20, 25 people there. Okay. Wow. And uh, they all loved it. And one of the ladies I took uh, massage from when I would be in Fargo and she said, this stuff's like Reiki on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She loved it. So my spiritual journey is constantly going on. It's going on every day. Um, I journal just about every day. I meditate every day. Uh, information just keeps coming to me. I, I continually develop things. Yeah. So I have a pretty good group that teaches me from the other worlds. Well, I would love to know how you got into numerology since you are a master numerologist. Well, that was a fun thing. I was on a two-week retreat in Sedona, Arizona, learning more about spirituality and vortexes. <laughs> and I met a lady there that um, is a psychologist. And uh, 
we'd spent some time walking on different trails and learning things. And, and when she moved back to Florida, she said, you know, I told you about that numerology. I'll send you some stuff on it. So she did a few weeks later, a big package came in the mail with lots of numbers on it and my name and all that. And she called me, I, I just couldn't get it. So she called me, she said, what'd you think of all that? And I said, that was really interesting, but I don't understand the thing you said. <laughs> she says, well, if you want, I can teach you. Hmm. Well, she's really a cute girl. So I flew to Florida and took some training from her. And then we dated for three years on and off every other month. I'd fly there and she'd come here. And I learned a lot about numerology during that three-year process. And then I went on to study more of it with other teachers. And then my guides from the other world, Pythagoras, I think, I'm not sure, but one of those people uh, taught me how to listen to the numbers. So now they talk to me just like the animals do. Okay, I would love to know more about that. First of all, um, I think of all of the different modalities, numerology is the one I might know the least about, even though, you know, like I grew up with astrology. I, my mother had a couple friends that were numerologists, but it's, I guess, for the someone like me or someone who's never dabbled in numerology, can you explain like what it does? Like why, why use numerology? Good question. And I, like you, grew up with astrology. I always had a reading every year. <laughs> um, numerology is a very interesting scientific practice. It's um, based on energy and frequencies and mathematics. Hmm. And uh, Pythagoras in 580 BC said, this stuff's amazing. We should be able to measure anything, even people. So let's go around the world with his team. And, and they discovered that in all the continents, 5,000 years back, they were able to go. The people used the name on the birth certificate or whatever is carved in stone and the day of birth to understand what the person's path was. Okay. And the path that numerology shows us, I call it our, our soul's blueprint. It shows who we are. It shows how we behave. It shows how we think, how our emotions work. They show us, uh, it shows us how people see us, whether we see ourselves as that. One of the more fascinating things about it is it gives us timelines. Mm -hmm. uh, the bigger timelines, uh, 13 years, seven years, nine years, annual, monthly, daily. And in real estate, that was one of my magic tools. People would want to know when to buy or sell. And I would use numerology to show them, well, here's where your soul wants you to go. And you can put it on the market anytime you want, but here's when it's going to sell. Okay. <laughs> and most of the people I worked with were into the spiritual world because I got a lot of referrals. Mm -hmm. But some of the guys, especially the corporate guys, because I dealt in high-end homes too. Uh, they're like, yeah, really? And, and so within a month or so, sometimes weeks, it would sell when it was supposed to, according to that. And I remember one lady wanted to sell her home on the lake and, and uh, her husband had passed away. She had never married. She was lonesome and she just let the house go. Not, 
done anything to it. And so I said, well, we got to get this fixed up. And she's well, I can't afford it. I said, well, she said, I really want to sell it this spring. And I said, hmm, it looks like August or September. She said, I can't wait that long. I said, well, why don't you spend some time just fixing the house up, painting it and putting drapes and so on. So it took her all summer and it healed her to do that. Mm-hmm. That was the beauty of it. And it sold exactly when it said it was. Okay. So I, I just love those kind of stories. And Yeah. Well, so, okay. So I do have a question then, because you mentioned, so I think, you know, like if, if I'm just using my birth date, then I'm a five numerology. numerology. Okay. But then with my birth name, now that I have a married name, does my numerology change or is it really set in stone from birth with that birth name plus the birth date? That's a really good question. I get that asked a lot. The birth name, according to Pythagoras, is the name that uh, we told the world how we're going to show up and what we're going to do. Okay. That was our message to the universe. Okay. When we change a name or get married or do those kind of things, it'll alter it a little bit. And I always think of explaining it as if you're going to make chicken soup, it's a pretty basic recipe. Mm-hmm. When you alter it, it's like putting a pineapple in there. Oh, there's chicken soup with a different flavor. And so oftentimes I will do the married name, the birth name. I get a lot of requests for people that are going to get married. Should I take the other person's name? The one lady uh, that I knew of, uh, I got, went to high school uh, with a gal and her daughter was a very active real estate uh, broker in Florida. Mm-hmm. working all the time, never able to keep enough money together, but always make money. She, she didn't handle money very well. And she was going to get married uh, to the lawyer that did her title work. And so I looked at it, I said, if you get married and use his name, you'll never have money issues again. Mm-hmm. Well, a few years went by and they started buying multi-million dollar handyman houses putting a million or two into it and selling it for a lot more millions. So yeah. And she lives a great life today. And so, yeah, there are benefits. And I just did a reading for a couple. They're both divorced. They're both getting serious about each other. And so I I did a reading for them to show them not will it work or won't it work. Mm -hmm. Here's who you are as strong individuals. Here's where you'll have some work to do as far as communication Here's some work you'll have to do with patience. And here's some more work you'll need to do as far as not smothering the other person. Okay. And they found that so helpful. These are big corporate leaders. I mean, they they have a lot on their plate. Okay. So it's, so, I mean, I, I theoretically knew that numerology could give you that much information, but again, I haven't really dabbled in it. Like I have other modalities. And so, it sounds like in a way it is similar to giving you similar kind of information that astrology or human design or hand analysis or other things would, but it's just a, another tool to use. And like you said, can be predictive in terms of, okay, this is the best time to do something. Well, and what I think is the differentiator is that it's science based on frequency. Okay. Music and numerology are based out of the same frequencies. Hmm. And I have some people that are professional singers and songwriters and they, oh yeah, that's 
we use those patterns a lot. Okay. And they don't know anything about numerology, but when we look at the patterns and the frequencies, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So how does someone need a professional numerologist to figure out their numerology based on their name and birth date or? There's so many programs out there now and YouTube videos. I mean, you can find out anything you want. The thing that differentiates a numerologist is how do you put it all together to tell the story of the life? Okay. It's like having a slideshow with none of the stories connected. Got it. I, yeah, I get that from being able, from doing human design, um, which is one of my modalities. And then, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Things that I've done. So, okay. So we've got the blueprint now in terms of, you know, I know people really like playing with what they call maybe angel numbers, but where they will see 111 or 1111 or 444 or um, does that have anything to do with numerology or is that just more maybe signs from the universe that are not necessarily frequency related? They are signs from the universe. They are frequencies and they are um, waking us up to there's somebody in the other world that wants you to pay attention. Okay. And do they all have different meanings? Because what I see all the time, I see, you know, Facebook memes or one of my spiritual teachers, she talks about the different numbers, the combinations. So from your understanding, what what is what do you know about the different number combinations? Well, the 11 is one of them, the 11 or 1111, you see that a lot. That's making you aware that you're constantly getting information through uh, your intuition, your 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 uh, your higher senses are on, on high alert and there's someone on the other side or some messages that it's time for you to start listening to. Okay. That's the 1111. Yeah. The um, 22, which uh, happens to be one of my master numbers in that it, it reduces to a four and the 1111 reduces to a two, the 22 or the two, 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 all the twos together are getting you to become more aware that it's time to build a connection between this world and the spirit world. Interesting. That's my husband's favorite number is 22. The, <laughs> so. he, you know, it's another funny story. It's, it's the number of a bridge builder or it's the number of a master builder. <laughs> and I, and at the time I was single, I was learning this numerology and I thought, Oh, Maybe if I stood by a bridge, I'd meet that special person. I stood by so many bridges and I finally realized this is nuts. <laughs> so you can't take things too literally with this numerology sometimes. But what I did understand after studying it more and more, it, it's, it's a bridge between this world and other worlds. And when you create the bridge, that's when a lot of information starts flowing in. Okay. And the 333 is another big one. Uh, and that's about activating your healing energy, your communication tools, uh, thinking more of yourself as a master healer and teacher. Hmm. Uh, 444 is a big one. And that's not used too much in the numerology because it accesses a higher level of consciousness. And we're in the third dimension conscious right, right now. So that fourth level is only showing up every once in a while. Um, 
it means it's time to use your intuition to build something or to plan something or create a legacy. Mm. And it was interesting. I worked at an expo this last Saturday and this lady, two of them came and they would read about me in a book and said, you're like a famous person. <laughs> okay. Uh, they were selling pendulums and they said, would you trade me one of your sharp mini readings for uh, one of our pendulums? Like, Whatever. I've met a lot of people today. You look like fun. So I, I did a reading for them and, and uh, they said, wow, it's amazing. I, I love what you did. Um, let, let me show you our pendulum. So they unwrap this big display of pendulums. And uh, uh, these are really works of art. They were jewelry. They're gorgeous. They sell them for eighty-five to two hundred dollars. You know, that's a nice pendulum. Yeah. I said, I said, you know, pick one out for me. I, you made these things. Tell me what I know. Now that you know about what I do, so she hands me the first one. Ah, oh, that's too big and clunky. I just want a smaller one. And so I started using them. Uh, just you know, is this the pendulum? Anyway, it was the first one she gave me. So I brought it home and she sent me an email the next day. It says, here's the story of that pendulum. It's for growing uh, your uh, business, your public recognition, and it vibrates to the 444 frequency. It's like, mm. oh. <laughs> so, yeah, some of those things just show up when it's time. Okay. So then, okay, I do have a question about 555 because... What I understand about that is that it's telling you some major changes coming. And so I'm curious if that is true, because when I was going through my past life regression training at Denise Lynn's property in California, every morning while I was there, every all, all week long, I'd wake up at 555 in the morning without an alarm. And, and I'm like, when I found out that it was, you know, major change, and it actually was because that was me like, stepping into a spiritual business. And I had also been in the real estate industry like you. I was a home stager, an interior designer, and I had been a mortgage. So 17 years of my life in the real estate industry. <laughs> so anyway, so tell me about 555. Well, you're right on, of course. Um, you've studied this a lot. Five is all about change and rebellion and chaos. And I write my monthly forecasts and put them on my website and I have to have them done a month or two in advance because they go into newspapers. So I sit and meditate and I look at all my notes on five fives. And so um, what's coming up for me this year and what I'm seeing around my discovery or research on the internet and all the books I'm reading at the same time, we're dealing with uh, the chaos theory. Mm. And we're in it right now for nine years. This May, it's going to move us up a notch or two. <laughs> but what I also discovered is the uh, practice of chaos magic. And Laurie and I are creating a meditation about that to teach people how to about chaos magic. So uh, chaos magic is when you can stay present, mindful, and stay focused to gather your thoughts so you don't get lost in the chaos because chaos 
<clears throat> it's like a puppy coming into a room with people. Everybody wants to touch it and play with it. And everybody so anxious with all that happy energy from a puppy, you forget what you were talking about. And that's a fun way of chaos, but yeah. we got a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world right now. So we do. Uh, not numerology talks about since 2017, we are in a nine year period of raising our conscious to a much higher level of being a humanitarian culture. And it's coming. It's slowly coming. Last year, we were healing our differences. And I wrote about it all year. And, and so many people thank me for that because they started to realize they don't need to be mad at each other anymore. So I saw some great healings happening last year. And this year, it's about getting to know ourselves. We're in a seven year. Okay. So the, the chaos that's coming in May, and it's not going to disrupt too many people's lives, but we're getting these small tweaks now to get us to pay attention. We, we've got to stop thinking things are going to go back to normal because normal is not what we were growing in. And without chaos, without change, it would be like Groundhog Day for all of us. We'd still be a one-celled amoeba sliding along the beach. So, <laughs> yes. you know, we need this to, to grow because every time chaos happens, we need to get serious and start figuring out a way to be creative and rebuilding our life or our stories. And pandemic was a great experience of that. It certainly was. I mean, I had major transformation, major growth, evolution in the pandemic. That's when I moved here to Hawaii and oh, completely changed the world. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So change is necessary in the 555. When you start seeing that, just brace yourself and listen and journal and meditate because it doesn't have to be disastrous unless you're avoiding it. And then they'll just do the two by four trick uh, across the old third eye to see if you're still paying attention. Okay. So if this is a seven year, so then 2021 would have been a five year. Right. Yes, it was. <laughs> I moved at the end of December of 2020. So basically December 28th, we arrived and then brand new here in Hawaii during 2021. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 2021 was a five year and oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. it, it, it really woke a lot of us up and, and stalled a lot of us. This company still haven't recovered. So. Yeah, well, and I, I, that's when I let go of my home staging company as well. It was in 2021. So, well, My numerology told me that in 2019, I needed to step aside from my full-time real estate gig and shut that down okay. and get into the helping people wake up role. And like, oh my gosh, really? And But I've been blessed ever since to meet amazing people and do some work that's changed their lives and yeah, that's that's really interesting because actually I put my business up for sale in 2019. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so I must have gotten that message too. Those of us that are tuned in get it a little bit ahead of time. And if we journal and meditate, we'll get the words to the message. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I highly recommend anybody that's on a spiritual path to journal, meditate. I also encourage using a pendulum for yes and no answers. Mm -hmm. And I love tarot cards, especially the ones that are brilliantly made, not with some cult thing to it. But um, I love the Tarot of the Spirit cards by Pamela Eakins. Okay. Major 
psychologist lady. Her mom drew all the pictures and it involves what, four or five different cultures and amazing work. And we use those every morning. Draw what's what's the obvious thing and what's going on behind the scenes. So so now my understanding too is that okay, so we have a general theme of whatever is going on in the world this year, being a seven year, but then yeah. we have personal years too, right? Yes, that's a very good question. Some of us are in a personal year of seven, like my wife Lori. I'm in a personal year of a three, and okay. I just gave a talk on that, and, and it was um, getting people to understand if they know their personal year and the global year, how are you going to merge those two together to create your story? So for my story, mine is a three about writing and speaking and being creative in a seven year that's deep uh, exploring who we are at a much deeper level. So that's my work this year, writing and speaking about finding out who we are. <laughs> okay. Well, so how does one determine what their personal year is? Uh, very simple. If you can add up a couple of things. Okay. You need your month you were born and the day you were born. And, and what is that? So that's a 13. Okay. Which reduces to a four. Yeah. And you're in a, globally, we're in a seven year. So seven and four is 11. Okay. So you're in a master number 11 year. So what does that mean? <laughs> that means, that means do your best to determine when you start worrying and getting nervous or upset or extra fussy, is it your energy or someone else that you're tuning into? Mm. Because that 11-2, I call it the fussy energy. Okay. My wife, Lori, has got that for her destiny. Oh, my gosh. She moves through our house daily, adjusting things a half inch, quarter inch. That energy, you know, if that's the energy you're in, it understands the feng shui of a room or of a person. It sees where the energy is moving. And if something's blocking the energy, you got to move it or adjust it. Yeah. Okay. I resonate with that. Okay. So one of, one of my um, viewers here, she says she's an eight. So I don't know if that means she's in an eight personal year or just an eight overall. So what it, what would be an eight personal year? What would they do? Eight per personal year is a time to make some decisions to do and apply your power to create what you've been dreaming about for the first seven years. It's a great manifesting year. It's a great time to uh, draw a line in the sand and say, this is who I am and this is what I'm going to do. It's a year where you step up and find your voice, get a clear direction, and then stay focused to get it done. Okay. Hear that, Kathy? <laughs> I think that she'll resonate with that. <laughs> yeah. been on the last couple of years. Yeah. Okay. So, um, okay. So, I guess... What else, real quick, do we need to know about numerology? Because then I want to get into some of your different galactic experiences. That oh, okay. <laughs> I, I think there's 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 four, some people call it five. We'll call it five <laughs> basic numbers you want to know. You want to know your day of birth. That's 10% of your life. Okay. Your birth path. Uh, some I call it a power number. 
that's where you add the month, day, and the year together and reduce it to one number. Okay, so that's, that's me at five. At your five, that's 40% of your life. Okay, so change. Yeah. Well, also promoting, and you're also very magnetic. People want to be around you, okay. and you're kind of a money magnet if you let it. So be it. <laughs> I accept. <laughs> but that's 40% of your life. Okay. So you've got to be moving and, and riding in the car or traveling because that fuels your spirit. It does. So your destiny is when you take all the letters in your name and put them to numbers and reduce those to a single or double digit number. That's 30% okay. of your life. Okay. And that's something that usually doesn't start affecting you at least consciously into your in your middle 40s. Our destiny is something we need to discover, realize it's part of our life, mm -hmm. understand that's our purpose, why we came here. That's why we chose to be born to fulfill that destiny. And then your heart's desire, that's how do you feel as far as your destiny and who you are, what calls to you. So sometimes those numbers repeat and you might have a five in a couple of those, or they may be four different numbers. Okay. And what the numerologist does is weave those together with the timelines that you're in to help you understand who you are. Now the numerology, I have created my own program to help people understand two things. They always want to ask me, who am I? Who should I be in this lifetime and what should I be doing? So my numerology uh, readings are being and doing and all the words flow around that. Okay. And when you get to the heart of the matter, people are like, oh my God, that's so true. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. Cause I, when people come to me for regression, yeah, one of, the biggest questions, number one questions I, I get that they want to have answered is what is my purpose for being here? What am I supposed to be doing? Yeah, right. That's all that's all any of us want to know. Am I on the right track? Yeah. yeah beautiful. <laughs> well, so how do you work with people doing numerology or how how can they work with you if they're interested in having a reading done? I have two different uh, programs. I, I do what uh, is called a mini reading or an Oropalooza reading. The Oropalooza is our local expo that we have once a month. That's a 20-minute reading where I give you an overview of who you're being and what you need to be doing in this lifetime and where you're at on your journey. Okay. And that, uh, it's a little six-page digital printout, and I uh, suggest they record it so they remember it. Mm -hmm. I do those on the phone and at the expos okay. and then i have what i call a full reading and that is where i use three different programs to look at your numbers from my program being and doing from a uh, professional program that gives us some insights according to different days in the month and where you're at in your life i can pull all those numbers together to give you a much bigger picture and then I use another program called the Destiny Cards, and that's regular playing cards, and they have numbers on them. And that's a system that was talked about in the Bible. And uh, so is numerology in the book of Numbers. So it's all Christian-based work we do. <laughs> and uh, 
So that one, I, I print out a booklet, 50, 60 pages, and spend an hour with people and record it and go through their uh, destiny and their heart's desire and all that, showing them what to be doing, how to be doing it, and what to expect. Okay. And I do those in person or on the phone or on Zoom. And people usually come in, and when they're that interested in their life, they usually come once a year and get that done, either on their birthday, uh, which is kind of a turning point in most people's life, or at the beginning of the year. Okay. And that, okay. yeah, that that's amazing. Yeah. I think I, I have had that playing card one piece done before. Yeah. I think that's really familiar where it's a big report with different things going on, I guess, with the cards. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yep. I guess I didn't realize that was necessarily in the numerology category. Uh, it is. It, it's a combination of numerology, astrology, and uh, the secrets of the suits. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, it is amazing. And, and I like to use that because... The suits helped me uh, dig into the numerology part. Mm -hmm. And I also, because I was born on July 16th, seven has a lot of trust issues. So I need to have two or three things tell me the same thing before I believe it. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> okay. I get it. So, um, well, I would love for you, because I know that you have had some kind of galactic Kind of experiences just if you want to share a story or two since we are on connection to the cosmos but i i really appreciate your um the information you've given on numerology because i've learned stuff and i'm sure my viewers and listeners have as well <laughs> yes numerology is an amazing tool it's it's what i call our soul's blueprint so uh, yes so yeah the other part that i was studying that some people know about <laughs> Uh, was with the extraterrestrials, the ETs. And you asked me uh, a few months back, well, which ones? I don't know. I didn't know there were different tribes, but now I do. <laughs> but uh, this was a lady, another real estate broker, who channeled the the group or a person uh, extraterrestrial. And I found out it through one of my searches of where do I go next to learn something. Mm -hmm. And we would meet three nights a week at a little apartment building in a small town. It was about 45 minutes from here. And there was 22, 25 people in the class. And for three years, I was involved with them teaching us amazing things that we can do with these human bodies and our mind. And it was, it was never scary. It was so fascinating. She taught us how to walk through a crowd and not be seen. Uh, they did. They taught us how to experience the dying. Okay. In fact, uh, yeah. if you want, I'll tell you the story about me dying. Okay. Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> so what it took us for, it took six, six months to teach us about our, um, spirit animals that are around each chakra and we need to really bond with each one of those spirit animals and get comfortable knowing who they were and how to talk with them and then they taught us about the ankh which is the egyptian symbol of the cross and all the people that die were given an ankh so they get to the other side 
in Egypt. So taught us a lot about ceremonies, taught us uh, about how to write our own eulogy, which we did. Uh, we each picked uh, some pallbearers and we had a day that we were going to die. And so uh, picked the pallbearers and we were dressed in old clothes. They said, just wear something really old. So did that and then uh, they lifted us up put a little hood over our head, uh, not to scare us, but to simulate death, mm-hmm. and then loaded us into a hearse, drove us to a cemetery where they had dug a two-foot grave, <laughs> and they read the eulogy there and lowered us into the grave, or at least me, we did it one at a time, and then covered us with a uh, canvas, and then covered us with dirt. It's like, well, that was the scariest thing I have ever done. And I've done a lot of scary things. I could feel my bones shaking inside of my body. I thought, this is one class where I went way too far. (laughs) And then I remembered, I have spirit animals. So I asked them to come and help me. They formed a circle around me. Mm. I could literally breathe underground. And I was under like 20 minutes. Wow. And then I heard the guy that was supposed to be watching me, but he got distracted. He came back, like, screamed, no, we're not supposed to cover their heads. <laughs> so he <laughs> frantically dug me out. And I seemed to pop out of that grave and felt like I was walking on top of trees for about two weeks. And I went to another class to learn something. And this lady said, you're covered with dirt. What would you do? <laughs> So I told her the story. She said, lay down. I got to clean you up. So she used a bunch of crystals and magic and got me back to this world. But, oh, my God, what a crazy two weeks that was. I bet. So, yeah, that's one of the galactic stories. Um, I was in northern Minnesota on a two-week retreat with this lady, mm-hmm. learning some things, and the uh, ETs were teaching us how to find things and do things. And one of the exercises was to take five by seven cards mm-hmm. and do some sacred geometry or flowers or whatever we want on there with a message just to get our energy to the attached to the card. Yeah. And this was a farm out in the wilderness off the grid work. Um, so once it got dark, they took the cards and went out to this pasture and taped them on these fence posts. Mm-hmm. Then they blindfolded us and spun us around and said, okay, you're in the pasture now. Yeah. Walk us out. It was fenced in so we wouldn't get lost. Now you got to find your card without taking your blindfold off. I think it was four cards. Took me about an hour and I found them. I felt the energy of them. And I got to come back in. There were still people out there wandering around during the day, the next day. But it taught us, they had taught us so well how to tune into energy and our own energy and they're amazing creatures. And I, maybe, you know, which family they come from, but I can still talk to them. I still ask them for help. I still ask for guidance. I have no fear of them. I know when they're with me, mm-hmm. they're here now that we're talking yeah. two of them, one on each side. And they will always want us to know, at least the group that's working with me, that they're here to help us not, scare us or hinder us they're waiting waiting for us to wake up yes they are <laughs> they are and they're 
are quite a few different groups that have that same kind of benevolent, want to help, want to make sure that we're waking up. So um, if you ever get visions of what they look like, I might be able to help you identify. But there, there are a lot of potential choices. There. They're similar. They're, you know, I did, the part that I didn't tell you about the near-death experience. So when I went to the other side, I think for 20, 25 minutes, um, I met a group that were, I thought, people. They were just like gray silhouettes. Okay. But I could tell that these people were male and female. Mm -hmm. And I assumed they were spiritual entities, people that had died up till now. Maybe they were entities. I, I don't know, but they... They talked to me and, and there was a little fence between or stone wall between me and them. And I got so excited. I'm going to stay here. This is a great place. And I feel like home here. And the, the man in front put his hand on my chest and pushed. He said, no, you have to go back. Uh, so I felt that wishing sound after people have a near-death experience. They come back into this dimension. Mm -hmm. And I woke up and that's when I saw all the people trying to dig us out of the van. But I'm not sure if it was people or entities, but the entities I sense around me have a gray body, blue, blackish blue eyes, oval eyes, uh, no hair, mm -hmm. uh, longer, thinner appendages. That's, I don't know who they are. Okay. Well, that describes quite a few of them. <laughs> okay. So yeah. I still don't know. I'll have to use my pendulum. You'll have to send me a list of who they are. I don't know. Um, um, I mean, because it could even be the Arcturians, like the group that I work with. So. Oh, okay. The Arcturians. You know, I was drawn to uh, Arcturian symbology, and I still have that with me. I, I think that's who they are. Okay. That so felt right when you said it, yeah. Yeah. So, and just fascinating in terms of the blindfold of being in the pasture, because um, I think you know, a few months ago when we met, I told you about me attending the Rampa School of Enlightenment. And that is actually one of the disciplines that we used to do. We used to draw on the five by seven index cards. They would take them out in the horse pasture. And there would be a thousand of us, though, in the field, blindfolded, trying to find our cards. And um, boy, does that take some focus. <laughs> I think I, um, that was when I was in my late twenties and um, early thirties where I was still oh, wow. a lot more in my ego than I am now. So I feel like I would be able to focus in a lot easier now than I did when I was oh, know, yeah. way younger. Wow. <laughs> so. One thing I, I forgot to tell you that when I was on that retreat up at that farm, there was a few of us, three of us standing out in the pasture one night, just looking up at the stars. And the lady who channeled the entities uh, said, they're up there in that ship right there, that brighter star. So I asked, I said, if that's really you and you're up there, show me a sign. Yeah. And that ship went into the infinity symbol half a dozen times. And I had witnesses. I wasn't crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're there. They oh. are. Yeah. One of the things that happened, my wife, Lori, and I got married in Hawaii, on Kauai. Okay. Magical ceremony. The pictures look like they're staged. <laughs> and that night we went out uh, to dinner. Uh, 
I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but it was out a uh, kind of a pier that out over the ocean. And we were the only ones there, nice white tablecloths. And so we're sitting there having dinner and I'm noticing this star behind Lori's head. It's getting brighter and brighter and brighter. And I said, Lori, I think they're here to wish us a happy wedding or something. It came in really close, really close, just like almost the size of the sun and did that. And then boom, they were gone. So we were blessed by them when we got married. Yeah, that is beautiful. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I was asking for communication. Just I had been speaking at a bookstore about my book, Connection to the Cosmos. So I was talking about them. And I am always just asking like, hey, I want to see you. Get, show me a sign. And so I get home from the bookstore and across the street above the tree line, like the biggest, brightest star that I had seen. So I made, I got my constellation app out because, you know, I, as a scientist, I have to make sure, you know, it's not something explainable. But then I, I did what you did. I'm like, show me something that a star or a planet wouldn't do. And so it dimmed out and came back on like five different times to show me. And then I was able to photograph it and video it. And I actually, it had an amazing spinning kind of movement that I was able to pick up on. So anyway. Yeah. yeah. They're out there. They're real. They're not here to harm us. They're here to help us. If we just listen to them, they'll give us lots of good stuff. They will. Well, we are out of time, Wes, but I have really enjoyed having you on. And um, maybe you can come back on again and talk about some of the other stuff you do. And your wife, we talked about maybe having her on the show. Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> a lot going on. There's so much more than we were able to cover today. But I would love for you to tell people how they can find you, your website, any social media. Okay, thank you. Yeah, it's Wes, W-E-S, at WesHamilton.com. Okay. And uh, my phone, cell phone is 612-308-2962. And, of course, my email, Wes, at WesHamilton.com. Um, and websites, WesHamilton.com. Um, most of the things are on there now. There's some things I'm populating on there now. I've pretty much kept it more business-like because I do a lot of spiritual life leadership coaching with business people that want more. And I'm just tinkering with the idea of putting some of my shaman stuff on there. So. Okay. Well, excellent. Well, if anyone listening or watching is interested in having any kind of numerology reading or anything else that Wes does, definitely check out his website. And you are in the Twin Cities area in Minnesota. So yep. people want, if anyone is near there, you can go see him at one of the, um, or, or Cole Palooza. Is that what you call or it? Palooza. Yeah. That's our yeah. name. Yeah. It's about, it came together because it's a grand palooza and okay. the aura, uh, you get your oral photo done there. Okay. I've had that done. I'm sure one other questions about that, but that, that may not be your specialty. That's that five energy out of control. <laughs> right. So, okay. I appreciate you so much for being on and I can't wait Thanks, to Lisa. see what happens next for you because you are, you're a beautiful inspiration for someone who has not given up on life. You are fully living and growing in yep. your 82 years of beautiful life. Thank and, you so much, Lisa. It's been yeah. great talking to you and hopefully we get to connect again and, and uh, 
I have to know more about your work. I got to get your book. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, yeah, we'll talk. <laughs> so, okay. Well, thank you. And for those watching and listening, thank you for your time. And I'll see you next time on Connection to the Cosmos. Aloha. Aloha. Yeah.